anger is just like running into a wall. Why am I going to keep running into a wall and pushing myself into a direction that I don't feel good from afterwards and the wall's not going to lose? Why are we deep bruising our mental health by looking to what others do to fill us? Consciousness is always evolving and our present perception becomes our conscious reality. Is life happening for you or is it happening to you? A life of authenticity is a life of skillfully practicing your values. You are perfectly human and even when we stumble, we still stumble forward. If you seek truth and move in love, then your family. I invite you to have a seat at our table. You are listening to an authentic outlier, the nocturnal therapist himself, Harry Turner. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Is That So Show. We have a very special show for episode two, season two of the Is That So Show. We have a kindred spirit that I've invited on, Mr. Brandon Croucher. Now, I've spoken to this brother a little while backstage, and let me tell you, he has no issue with living in his truth or remaining lit for life. For those of y'all who ain't familiar with the acronym, he is definitely lit up for life and he's definitely lit up to talk about the topics that that we're going to explore today. Two main topics, mental health and also CBD. My brother is a proponent and an advocate for the usage of, of CBD to assist with our, our wellness, overall wellness, physical, mental and spiritual. My brother Croucher, he said, and I quote, I have three international healthcare awards. It is from the IFAH, International Forum for Advancement in Healthcare. And so my brother's definitely, he knows the research. He has been around and he's ready to talk to us about how to remain lit or living in our truth or how his mission can assist us in continuing our wellness so that we have the energy and the strength to live in our truth and actually express ourselves in an unapologetically authentic manner, which is where life truly exists. All right. So y'all already know. Y'all know. I had to go on a little bit about that. You know, authenticity is my thing. And for those of y'all who don't know, my mission statement is to assist those in developing the audacity to live unapologetically authentic. Because when you look at authenticity and you place it in juxtaposition to what it is that you do on a daily basis, happiness, those who are pursuing happiness, happiness is defined on how closely in alignment you are with your values. And what is a value? Our values are what are When we say what is a value, something that you value is something that you deem important. And so every day I strive to remember my values and develop a plan of approach to life based off those values. Because when I do that, when I put my values first and I operate from a values based place, I'm essentially putting what is most important to me at the forefront of everything. And that radically changed. Look, I ain't going. I'm about to bring my brother on because I'm going off on a tangent here. But it's understand how radical that is to live in your truth. You know, doors begin to open that you just didn't see there. And where there are no doors, where there merely walls, you develop the courage to walk through the damn door. You know, it ain't it ain't arrogant. There's a difference between arrogance and confidence, you know, because arrogant is to be to to be lofty for no reason whatsoever. My brother that I'm bringing on a stage just like myself. I'm not going to go through all the letters I have behind my name. Just know I got them and I got those for you. So y'all know that I know something. But my brother definitely has the awards, right? So he has the information, he has the research. And so when you hear him speak, you're hearing unadulterated confidence that comes for being lit, living in your truth. And so without further ado, I'm bringing this kindred brethren on the stage, Mr. Brandon Croucher. Hello, Harry. It is so good to see you, brother. Thank you so much for having me on here and just... Being able to connect with you and your audience, it's an honor to be here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, it's an honor to have you, man. So, look, I'm going to tell the people. I'm putting it on wax, man. Now, that was – what do you think about that intro, brother? Honestly, loved it. Loved it. I love how you, you – I'm sitting here, standing here, because I have to do the standing desk. I notice my energy doesn't flow unless I'm actually standing. And that's mm. weird, because it found that at a young age. My mom saw it, and that's just how – I, I, I learned how to grow and become a man because of just little things through life. And I, your wow. intro was wonderful because you were like, you felt your soul coming out through introducing and why you have, forget me, you put your passion in there of why you did this. And I'm sitting back here going, I don't even care if I go on. I'm just going to listen to it. Like, <laughs> like, preach, please tell them this. If I start running, don't worry, I'll put up a tithing basket for everybody. All right. Like, <laughs> My thing is, I I loved your energy. You you're bringing about people finding their inner spark, which we don't realize. Like, just go off my tangent for a quick second. This 
the Bible says, whether you're Christian, you're atheist, you're whatever, they all talk about having a fire. And if you don't have your fire going and knowing that it's yours, you're just a pit that keeps having a fire to go out and that all you do is smoke. Hmm. So how about we stop smoking and we realize that those words that we choose, hmm. the actions that follow hmm. those words hmm. build, those are our building blocks for our fire. Hmm. And once your fire has the heat coming out, Matthew 14 says, literally, you will be like a spark of the and create a fire throughout the woods. And my mm. thing is, as a former youth pastor, I lived mm. with these things. And then mm. as I grew, I started getting into Buddhism. I started getting into I, I, all religions you can think of. Oh. I wanted to know. Yeah. And it was I just there's so many and we're in such a small part of our world. And I had to be able to be like, why does somebody on the other side of the world not get the same level of people in the U.S.? And how do I change that in my man mindset? It's by being able to see that my spark really was different. And my fire is going to burn and it's going to make it. I, my goal is to set the world on fire. Mm. My goal is to light that where you and I could literally put screens over us and it's just our voices and nobody has a clue who we are. But we're mm. able to lead in other ways because people are tired of the leadership that's out there. We need new leadership. We need new representation. And we need people that know who they are, not mm. filling their pocketbooks, but filling up the people. Like I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm to say the church pews, that's just the example I use. But we need to fill ourselves back up and create that fire that makes everybody excited to know who we are. And we can't do that without being one another together. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, brother. Oh, come on now. Come on now. We're going to get we're going to get to the CBD for a second. But let me just let me just 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 go back to that for a second and the power and the words that you said. So we had a great laugh. First off, let me di let me digress. The reason why I asked this was, was not to so this man, you know, like, you know, says positive things about me. Very flattering. And yes, flattery will get you everywhere with me. But <laughs> it's not it's not so he could be, you know, you know flatter me. But really it's because I recorded a hardcore Damn it, five minute intro. And let me tell you, that intro that y'all will not have the pleasure of seeing. Oh, my goodness. Did I, you know, I'm pretty sure I would have been nominated at least nominated for some sort of Oscar for the performance I put on. And then I brought my brother on stage who had to let me know that, yeah, brother, your mute is on. So all of those. All that that you did, yeah, you're gonna have to bottle that up and, and try to get that back again. So but that, you know, that <laughs> but Harry, guess what? That's what life is. How many times have you stubbed oh. your toe and then all of a sudden you're like, and it ruins the rest of your day. Yeah. And when all you had to do is turn around and literally that that's that, that stubbed toe that you stubbed is literally hurting you and you let it take over the rest of your day. And the next thing you know, you're yelling at the dog for eating its dinner too loud or you're yelling oh. at the kids. Like, like that's life. Yes. Like, Brother, I love you. And the yes. fact that that happened couldn't have been any better for me because I'm sitting back here going, God, I don't know how to get his attention. I'm writing it in the private chats. And I'm like, he has so much passion behind what he's saying right now. And I felt <laughs> so bad. And then in my heart, I'm like, gosh, this could, the universe is providing us a tool to be able to talk about and laugh with instead of yeah. us get upset. And I just started laughing. And I'm like, all right, when Harry gets here, I'm going to make a joke and he's just going to love it. And that's how life is supposed to be. You're going to yeah. stub your toe. You're going to fall downstairs. You yeah. have to re-pick yourself up and get balanced Come because on. life is Even about when we that. stumble. Even when Even we stumble, we still stumble forward. And that's what yes. we gotta, that's what we got to remember that the game is already rigged. That even when we stumble, we still stumble forward. Now we don't like stumbling because when we stumble, we want to appear perfect in front of everybody. So other people see us stumble. Maybe other people see us stumble. But just the risk of being judged is really what people run away from. Because again, at the heart of it is our shame. And I need y'all to remember this. And I've said this before: shame, your shame that you carry, that we all carry. That it is not a representation of who you are. It represents who you are not. That is a yes. false image of who you are. It's just that whatever you stare at becomes your reality. And so when you stare at your shame for so long, you confuse it with you because the mind attaches your your identity to whatever you stare at long enough, assuming that you know what is healthiest for you, that you know what you're doing. And we don't know what we're doing. And the more that you do know, the more that you realize that you don't know. Mm. You know? Okay. I, wait, wait, wait. Go, wait. go, go Harry. Go, we're going to just go. preach today. All right. We're going to hand the mic back and forth and preach. Look, all right. Look. <laughs> You can't you can't put me on the same set with somebody of the same energy, man. We, we when that synergy started hitting, bro. You know, hey, hey, okay, all right, all right. Let's let's let's. Whew, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll yeah, bring it yeah, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. So check it. 
All right. Brother, I brought you on for this very unique topic. And my brother's mission is I want to create a positive impact in the world with my new CBD company to help those such as with depression, anxiety and bipolarism. He is speaking my professional language. He is speaking my professional language. So tell us about that. That mission statement, brethren. You got it. So. My whole life, I've been that kid that couldn't sit still. I ran around and everything. I'm one of a few people. I was very blessed at a young age. My parents saw I'm not your typical kid. And so when my mom went and started getting me into schools and stuff at third grade, I'm the kid that couldn't sit still and they hated me. So I'm on Ritalin, Adderall, anything they can do to be like, focus, you son of a gun. And I'm like, all right, I got you. So years go by and I'm going into high school. And I'm still test anxiety, life anxiety. Girls don't like a guy who's balding at 16, okay? Like, it doesn't work, all right? So all these life stresses hitting me left and right, right? And then all I'm getting told is, well, you're just anxious. You're just this. Well, I can't sit still in a classroom. I can't sit there and have a teacher talk down to me, not with me, because I have to understand what we're talking about. And if I don't understand, I'll ask a question. But we don't think about that. So what ended up happening later in life is I'm getting ready to take my SATs, ACTs. And my mom and dad are like, look, every test he's taken in his life, he's had to be removed from the classroom because of test anxiety. He sits in a room alone and he talks. And I literally, I will stand at a desk, read the question out loud and write the answers. Okay. So SATs, ACTs come out. My anxiety's through the roof. I bombed them because I had to stay in the same room. Then I turn around and I'll tell you this, I had to fight tooth and nail to be able to know that my life was different. And my mom had to teach me that because when this happened, all of a sudden we had to go to the state and say, look, he's got, he's better than this. These, these scores he had, they don't represent his grade point average. It doesn't look like who he really is because he's always been able to do it in a different way. So I had to take the SATs, ACTs a second time, but with a lawyer. And the lawyer is just sitting there in an office. And I had to answer all these questions from SATs, ACTs, all with hours of testing, standing in this lawyer's office, nervous as hell. But the thing that was different was my test score was triple that of when I was sitting in the other room. And I saw that like you watched my all the school people be like, oh, OK, maybe this is different Then college kept doing that. Then I get to my master's, which I, I'll tell you straight out right now, I never was going to get a master's degree. I never thought I was smart enough to get one. I never thought I was good enough to get one. And that was me, as you were just saying, looking at myself and my ego getting in the way of my mirror, my ego getting in the way. So like life comes at you hard. And after I got my master's degree and my bachelor's and my associates in sign language and many other things that are just pieces of paper now to me, but I never thought I'd get. And the truth is it's all because my mom saw that first spark and wouldn't let me put my spark out. And I look at this as my company needs to be able to bring that out through my whole life. So Delight Cafe is a company that focuses on bringing the calm, balance, and delight to everybody's life because when we stub our toes and the anxiety of life kicks in the best way to get back to it is just add a pack of 15 milligram odorless colorless tasteless full spectrum cbd product the only one in the world that can actually testify and say we've gone through what the fda would actually want us to do without an fda approval packaged in a crystal light facility. I see you waving at me. Come on, Harry, talk to me, my friend. What do you need? I, I just have one question for you, sir. Is that yeah. so? Is that so? Yes, sir. Is that so? Yes, sir. I, I'm going to need you to just it, it, tell me. Okay, so tell me a little bit more about this research behind this. Like, why should people look for this product? So when you look at CBD products, what's the first thing you hear? Oils, lotions, gummies, things like that, right? And then when you hear gummies, it's like, oh, your neighbor's cousin's sister all of a sudden is making her own gummies, and that's how you're going to try them. But the thing is, you don't know what the hell you're put they're putting in there. They might actually be putting cannabis in there. Let's go to the oils, all right? Why is the United States government set up? And I don't even just mean the U.S. This is a worldwide thing where the testing has no idea what they're actually doing, where when you say CBD to THC and all that, they just know whether you're going to pass or fail a drug test, but they don't know what they do. 
So how are we going to sit here and convict people, tell people they're wrong for what they're doing and that this is a bad thing when they don't even know what it is, but our forefathers were smoking it. Our forefathers are doing it. And let's say you're a person who's in church, okay? Just because we've talked about church and I see the soul inside Harry. He has a good soul. So here, Harry's out here, out, goes to church, and let's just use the dog ate his favorite pair of shoes before they left for church. And it looked so good with his suit. Poor Harry's going to have a bad day. That's worse than not having an intro that he worked so hard on. Then you turn around and he adds a pack of delight, literally to his coffee. Or puts it on top of his cereal. Anything you want. You can be out in public. Just open a pack up. Pour it in your fa- in French fries. Pour it in your ketchup. Stir it with a French fry. And you just made yourself CBD ketchup. Why is that essential? Because when you know you're getting the full spectrum product, you're getting the full benefits of the plant. Not just the isolate where you're isolating just CBD. Because then you're not getting what all the plant can do for you. You're not just getting a little bit of the broad side of everything. You're getting the whole thing you want because it's your body. It's your life. And it's your shoes that were eaten, Harry. Like the dog, instead of kicking the dog, just open a pack of delight, refine your calm to be rebalanced and be the Harry that everybody knows and bring that delight that you bring. I feel the spirit. That was awesome. I got to do it again. I got to do it again. Do it one more time. One more. Okay, okay, okay. Look, look. Hey, I feel it, man. I f- bring that delight that you bring, man. That delight. So, so tell me about that delight or or delight or the light that you're seeking for others to bring or through your company. To, to help connect CBD to bringing out that light. Easy. Ready? So ready. when when I started this company, the day I launched, two weeks later, the United States government was like, hey, Brandon launched a company that's going to change the world. We need to lock everybody down around the whole world. I don't know why you guys all had to suffer because of me wanting to do something good, but we all suffered together. Why do I think why do I see CBD being that thing? Because right now we are at a war. We are at spiritual war. We are mental war. We are at an emotional war. We are letting our emotions overtake what is going on because of what the TV, the news, no matter what channel you watch, is telling you. We're waking up and picking up our phone first thing and comparing ourselves to everybody else by going on social media without realizing it, which is screwing up who we are mentally. We are not finding ourselves. And so for me, when 2020 came out, I started to see how everybody around me was getting angrier and angrier. And I was like, is this me or what's going on? And I realized it was the universe realigning Brandon to who he's supposed to be. Not just the guy that created a product that took him a year to get all the stuff done and the packaging and the legal and stuff. The CBD was literally going to have to be my life. Now I look at this and say, how is that your life, Brandon? It's because anxiety, anger, all these things are inside every single one of us. And when we wake up and look towards others, not even realizing we're hurting ourselves, that's where we start off by stubbing our toe. And it didn't hurt bad enough that we realized we created any damage inside. But when you keep stubbing that toe, you get a deep bruise. Why are we deep bruising our mental health by looking to what others do to fill us? And for me, that was a hard hard truth. So it starts with going back to finding my calm in life. That means anything goes wrong, I can't get mad. And I'll tell you this, Harry, I was known for, I'm the nicest, quietest, most polite gentleman you'll ever meet. And then you piss me off and I will let you know it in the worst of ways. And I did that too. So that's the thing. How fast do you get mad at something? And I realized I was like, living my life. Water boils at 211 degrees. Why am I living my life as a, as a body of water that is 78% water? My mind's 90% water. That means I'm living as a pot of water that is boiling and living at 210 degrees and could spill over at any time. Who the hell wants to follow a leader like that? Nobody. Why? Because the truth is when we have that anxieties, we're putting our, our excuse my language, but our on one another instead of representing that positive. How many times, Harry, have you gone out and you're in public at the gas station, mask on if you need it, blah, 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 and it's raining and the person in front of you goes, oh my God, I wish it would just stop raining. 
Why do we connect through negativity? Why do we connect through improper way of looking at one another? The minute we walk in a door, we're already creating judgment of everybody around us, but we're not thinking of ourselves or we're thinking we're out of the king shit and we're walking in like we're the best. And then you're looking down on people. I walk okay. in a, all right, go. I'm, I can go all day, buddy. I'm sorry. You just got to shut me up. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're speaking my language, brethren. You're, you're speaking. So I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative for what you're putting out there because I'm picking everything up, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you asked the question, why is it we connect with the negative? And that's because that's all we choose to see within ourselves. That's where we set our, our sights at. You see, being a preacher's kid growing up in church, mm-hmm. I learned I learned how to make sure that that I praise God and that I lift God up high. In that process, I did not learn how to praise myself and how to lift myself up. And so there was a healthy dosage of of self-hatred that developed, you know, in that space. And so many of us are are waiting for this miracle to happen in our lives, not realizing that we were called to be the miracle because we were all created to be many creators. We're always in the process of creating something. And so whatever you fill yourself up with spills over into the outside, which is why, again, when I ask you for a cup of sugar, I have to to go, hey, do you have a cup of sugar? And then can I borrow it? You see, you have to first possess that thing that I seek to commandeer, not commandeer, but borrow from you. And so I cannot extend what I do not have. And so when I don't have love for myself, mm-hmm. if I hate myself, then of course I hate you. Absolutely. But if I learn how to love myself, then I'm going to love you. The reason why me and brethren can talk the way that we talk right now, you, you, you would have met me and him would have met at a different period in our lives. Me and him may have locked eyes and then just immediately started fighting. I would not doubt that whatsoever. Just cause, just cause we were bored and angry and had too much to drink that night. And so yeah. we just so happened to collide into each other's path. No other reason other than that, because we had so much aggression and anger and self-hatred inside us that it needed to go somewhere that yes. cannot, it cannot stay bottled up. And it represents that depression, that sadness, those insecurities, that shame that we carry. It mm-hmm. comes out in aggression. Mm-hmm. It comes out in aggression. Mm-hmm. Those who are the hardest to love of those who need it the most. And so mm-hmm. when I hear my brethren talk the way that he talk right now about w- the journey that he's went through and how to become lit for life, I have no choice at that same time to feel that intensity of my own flame, my own inner phoenix, you know, just just applauding you for living the life and being unapologetically authentic. Because I know there's controversy around CBD, you know, yes. and so so I so brother, real quick for the people, because I know everybody has this question. What is the difference between CBD and cannabis, a.k.a. Mary Jane, a.k.a. that gas. <laughs> I love it. So here's the thing. If I you, you're married, correct? Am I right, yes. Mary? Yes. So you yes, come I home am. with what is your wife's favorite flower? Don't you dare do this to me. Magnolia, magnolia. All right. Perfect. I'm going to play this a different way then, because I don't want to get you in any trouble. I use the lily for my example whenever I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Okay. How many different versions of the lily are there? Thousands. There's so many. There's tiger lily. There's uh, this lily. There's lily. I go to the flower store for my, my significant other and I turn around and I don't know what they want. They said they like lilies, which kind of lilies. Well, that's what it's like when you go and you want to try to learn about cannabis and CBD and what, the, what Mary Jane and what's that gas and stuff like that. The thing is, CBD is from the hemp plant, which is also in the family of the cannabis plant, which is where Mary Jane or marijuana. So what's the difference? It's the cannabinoids that the plant actually produces. And each strain produces a different set of cannabinoids that goes from calming with hemp to or my favorite industrial hemp, which would be something we don't smoke. But it's something that's used to create ropes, that's used to create biodegradable materials, that's used to be able to create paper, that's so many other uh, benefits to this earth and absorb CO2 pollutions. But we won't go that way. So then you go to the cannabis plant and you hear about people being, oh, they're too high on too much THC and stuff like that. But what is that? And then what is the cannabinoids that are being produced for what? So the difference between hemp and the cannabis plant is the fact that they're both or the marijuana plant is they're both a cannabis plant, just like a lily. So next time your wife says, go uh, like, you're going to go get flowers. 
ask the florist. She says she likes lilies. They're going to show you at least four different versions because of the fact that there's so many. Mm. And that's what the cannabis plant is. And that's where the studies need to come. We need to take 96% of the United States money that for cannabis goes into funding what is wrong with cannabis compared to it going into what can do better with it. Why aren't we having studies that show that maybe the hemp plant is producing more CBD, but the marijuana plant's producing more THC? What happens to all the other cannabinoids along the way? And why do we not want to use that for our bodies? And why are we finding in science right now that our bodies are producing some of these cannabinoids? So I'll show you what I mean by this. CBN. Do you know what CBN is? Mm -mm. I thought, was, I thought a, that was a station. It, it, that's CBS. Uh, oh. <laughs> you know, the Caucasian Broadcasting Station. Sorry, that's, my, <laughs> I, that's a joke I do to my dad because I, he always has CBS on. Sorry. Sorry. I had, I had to get it up. But he, so CBN is a, the cannabinoid that is the final cannabinoid produced in the hemp plant. So you mm -hmm. can remove the plant two weeks later, and that's how you'll get CBN when it's drying out. What's interesting about CBN is your body produces CBN. Do you know when your body produces CBN? I have no idea. Right before you fall asleep. It's the chemical your body produces to help your brain fall asleep. So imagine end of the day, you're not able to fall asleep. You can open up a pack of delight because I'm actually creating a CBN product. I have a THC product for when it is legal nationwide and all that, all with packets to help you know what you're going to want. And I want people to know what they're getting compared to just telling them, hey, here's another CBD company. Mm -hmm. F that. I don't, I, and I'll be dead serious. Everybody says, oh, it's about the money. That's why you did this. I did this for my mom. My mm -hmm. mom was taking 12 pills a day just for her restless legs mm -hmm. and sitting in church going, God help me. But the pharmacist is go or the doctors are going, oh, nope, here's the way you got to help you. No, I got tired of that. I came from this earth. I saw this. I preached in churches and I hit a point where I needed to find what's going to be the other side. And gosh, darn it. <laughs> After all my other swearing, all this comes back to what CBD and this plant and this, this cannabinoids can do. So imagine you needing to sleep. Do you ever take melatonin? I hate it. Do you know why? Because the tests show that people with mental health illnesses like me, I actually do have bipolar two disorder. So I have ups and downs, but I do not have, I have to learn how to balance that as someone who's lived his whole life like that. But CBN at the end of my day, I can open a pack, pour it on top of a glass of wine and I will help my body fall asleep naturally compared to a melatonin where I wake up the next day with what I call a melatonin hangover or depression. And I want to help people be able to break that naturally for themselves. Okay. All right. Can you hear me, brother? I can hear you perfectly fine. You sound like Denzel Washington. <laughs> this guy, this guy, flattery will get you everywhere, my friend. I'm telling you. Oh, my goodness. Hey, I'm going to have to start selling your stuff after a while. Look, um, <laughs> CBN, brother. Again, okay. I know you just spoke on it, but just a little bit more for the people. What yeah, is it? Absolutely. So CBN. All right. I'm going to have some fun with you and I'm going to, I'm going to drive you nuts because there's CBN, there's CBG, there's CBO, there's, there's the CBNA, there's CBNA1, there's CBNAB2. So there's a lot of cannabinoids and we're finding there's Delta 8, Delta 9, like stuff like that. What the hell is he talking about? I'm speaking another language, right? These are all different cannabinoids that we are now finding out in 2021 after about a hundred years of our forefathers using it for BS and not doing good things with it. And now is a criminal thing. Now, what do we do with these? These cannabinoids we're finding in science are actually in our bodies. And we're actually producing them from CBN to help us fall asleep to CBG that is used right now. If you can get the isolate of CBG, which I, I'd be happy to help people forget, you could literally take a pack, pour it in. And you know how veterans are known for having the PTSD? CBG is literally being shown left and right to help with PTSD and calm people and bring them back to themselves faster than any other medicine out there. CBN is being shown to have people fall asleep. So imagine you having that really sure day, you know, you, you didn't get the intro you wanted after you poured your heart into it. You stubbed your toe after that. And then you have two more interviews, right? End of the day, your mind just won't stop. You're ridiculing yourself and hurting yourself over everything you did. You're sitting there going, it's just, I know we did good, right? But I tried my best. It still sucked. Put CBN, CBG, 
CBN puts a light inside your, your drink. Hell, have a have an ice cream. Open a pack up, sprinkle a little bit of the light with the CBN in it. Fall asleep naturally and be able to help build your best. Brother, brother, brother. Okay, CBN and PTSD. W2 Forensics. WT Forensics. So what the forensics, man? So I, I need to hear about these forensics on this. So the PTSD. So I, I, I've said it before in a previous show, and I don't know if I was, I don't know if, if I put that on my profile when we contacted each other, but I have a diagnosis of PTSD as well. I've, you know, I've, I've, I've done time, done time. Yeah, I was doing time, but, you know, I served in a correctional facility as a mental health clinician. Also different various things in life, so, you know, friends, suicides and stuff like that, murders, you know, and stuff like that, you know. Brother, I, I don't, I, let me say, as far as being sorry, and I, and I, and I say my heart mourns for the other when, when things like this happen, as far as being sorry, I, I, because I don't have the ability to judge what is sorry and what is not, I just choose it as pain, you know, and, and I know that pain, most certainly when you lean into your discomfort and you become lit for life, pain has this revolutionary impact on you where it becomes a teacher. My favorite author, Khalil Gibran, again, he says, pain is the breaking of the shell that encloses your understanding. It's the bitter potion by which the doctor within hears your sick self. So drink the potion and peace and tranquility. And so now I, I see my pain as, as not less wondrous than my joy. You know, the sweet ain't sweet without the bitter, but I do appreciate and I will accept your heartfelt felt, uh, sorries. But those PTSD, those events, so complex PTSD, right? And so mm -hmm. as you're mentioning, of course, now I'm being a little bit more intrigued. Now a little bit, I know a little bit about CBD, of course, but, you know, I mean, talk to me, like uh, how does that assist with PTSD or complex PTSD? So PTSD, your mind is actually chemicals going crazy and it's putting you in a mindset that's different than where you actually are. You're going back to fights, anger, childhood trauma, maybe, okay? It's your mind going there. Now, what does this do? And it's actually, just so I'm clear, CBN is the one that helps you fall asleep. CBG is the one for PTSD, just so I make sure I say the right ones because my heart wouldn't be able to handle it and I want people to, to Google it if they want. So PTSD, the CBG, being that different cannabinoid, I don't picture you smoking. All right, Harry, I don't picture you out here, you and I going for a walk. I don't think you and I are going to smoke a joint together, just being honest, okay? And if we are cool, Brother, I will be there in a heartbeat. Don't worry. I love it. Like puff, puff, pass, brother. But most people do not want to smoke. They don't trust the oils because of what we're hearing on the news. They don't trust other things. So CBG, being able to take it and put it in your drink to your ice cream to whatever is helping you when you eat it. Slow your brain down from that moment of pure chaos in your brain and being able to help you get back to you. Why does it do that? It's because our body is producing chemicals that we've been removing for decades and generations now. And those mm -hmm. angers that we've had are now quicker than we've had in the past because past traumas are coming back faster and our patterns are, are having a time, hard time change. Being someone that's come out of everything you've been through, you've literally seen yourself be in, like you said, painful situations. Sometimes in life, why ever have that smell of something and then all of a sudden you're at grandma's house or all of a sudden you're walking in and you're like deja vu? Well, our minds do that to us in so many ways, but a PTSD person, it takes them usually to a darker place, to a place that hurts. So instead of it being a smell, oh, I, trust me, I'll, I'm with you on this. I know what you're saying because like that PTSD is something that you live with the rest of your life. So you don't want to be in public and then the random stranger that walks behind you smells like something that triggers you into a moment where you're like, I need to get the hell out of here. Imagine being able to rebalance yourself. That's what I want to provide. I don't want people to be popping pills every day. I want people to balance themselves and know that they can find that spark in them without having to look for everybody else. And that's all I try to do is bring that. And I have to live that. And God, does that get hard being a person out front because I'm, I'm the guy who's run restaurants and things like that. I ran the third largest Starbucks in the United States. And I'll be honest with you, that, that's actually where I came up with this idea. You want to know why? Because I'm doing third shift at this, star, at this Starbucks, Cleveland Clinic Starbucks. I have more staff working third shift 
than the next seven stores combined have during their peak time in the morning. That's how busy this store was. Okay. I literally am there one night and my mind is not with me. I could see I was not in a good headspace. I'm making great money. I have a fiance that's in love with me. My ex-girlfriend's literally a nurse at this hospital. So it's scary as hell. I got to hide. <laughs> but like, I literally saw every doctor, every nurse, every patient opening packets of sugar, stevia, truvia, and something in me goes, why do you go in your car at the end of work and you have to go smoke something to relax yourself? And that's not what your mom would do. Your dad would do. That's not what Harry would do. And I didn't even know Harry yet, but it wasn't there. And I watched everybody just put something in their drink. And I'm like, that's how CBD needs to be done. I literally. Look, look, look. No, wait. I'm about to give you the single for a second. The shot, the single shot that I surprised you with earlier because my battery is going dead. So I'm going to let you talk to the people real quick as I put up this question. So. Connect your personal brand mission to being lit, living in truth for life. So as you guys have heard my story, I, I bipolar, all these other things from good jobs to masters to award, awards. It all started with the spark of anger deep down inside as a kid, feeling neglected, feeling unappreciated, feeling completely lost in life, which so many of us do. And the thing was... While anger, anxiety, they provide energy for us in different ways, I didn't want to keep pushing myself into that one because anger is just like running into a wall. Why am I going to keep running into a wall and pushing myself into a direction that I don't feel good from afterwards and the wall's not going to lose? So how did I have to switch this? I started rebalancing my life by starting by calming myself. I didn't let anybody around me get me mad. I didn't let anybody around me influence me. So when you have people who like to fight around you all the time and verbally know how to say things to get under your skin, they would get, they poke you just the right way with words that would make me want to fight and be like, get the hell away from me. No, I needed to break that because that meant I was letting somebody else have control of my life. So I brought that calm back to keep me balanced. Why do I need to be balanced? Because if I'm balanced in a room, just like you, just like Harry, just like everybody, if everybody stays balanced, stays calm, even no matter how far you disagree on each other, guess what? You're going to be able to have a conversation and agree to disagree and end in a delight. You don't need all these other areas of life that people pull out. Because the minute somebody starts pulling out one political side over another to one race is better than another, you know that they're not on the same plane as you because people want to build the best with people that are the same flame. Why do you think we get along so well? Because we literally just met before the show and we turn around and our sparks are a fire that we want to help people. And for me, I'm sitting here listening. And I'm loving everything you're saying, brother. Like you are teaching people why living in their truth is essential. And I love how you do this for people in such a great way. So for me, I'm glad you let me come on here. And while I have just a packet and while I might have awards, I'm just a bald, I'm just a bald Caucasian dude who's about to be in his 40s that looks at life and says, how do I leave my legacy without worrying about money? Because I have to be honest, I don't give two craps about money. I could have a billion dollars in my bank account right now. But guess what? That billion dollars would be going back into finding ways to help more people. It'd be funding things to be able to get back because we're missing so much in our society. So we're so, so let me just jump in real quick and let me just say that you are not just a guy. Who you are is exactly who you just said you were. The guy who wants to be that philanthropist who desires, who's so passionate about this that you're willing to push it to the limit to the extent that you do whatever it takes to help out as many people as possible, heal, and peep so many people out there are suffering. And that's why there's this wave of us coming to the forefront now. You know, many of us, you know, they call us thought leaders. They th they call us the social influencers. No, not, not social. 
influencer, but thought leaders or whatever. You know, I don't I don't really care about the title, but similar to my brother here, I have letters on the back of my name. You know, I I, I could I could put the the cognitive behavior group therapist behind it. I could put the certified clinical trauma professional behind it. I could put the heart centered hypnotherapist behind it. I could put the licensed clinical uh, social worker behind it. I could put down the certified mental health integrative medicine provider behind it. I could put down those letters, but those letters. I can't take those letters with me. You see, those letters could still I'm only leasing those letters. Despite all of the knowledge that I have, I'm still only leasing those letters. And if it can be taken from me, then it's not for me because it's not of me. And so this what I have, those letters, that's for you. Yeah, I did a lot of hard work to get here, but that's for you. And so that you see me in a true light, in my true authentic light and says this guy knows something. And I do. I do know. I don't know everything, but I know a little bit about something. You know, and that little something that I know is about how to remain lit for life or how to live in your truth. And you do so by having conversations like this and you find out what other people who are lit for life, who have passion, who you see this passion is just being exuded through their pores. You link up with them and you understand their code. And what you realize is those of us that who are lit, we understand exactly what the shadow is. And so let me just speak to that shadow part for a second. After this right here, after the show, even though this 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 show is going to be broadcast later. After this show, I'm going straight into Clubhouse where I would do my lit series, Living Truth series, doing shadow work with Nocturnal. There is a reason why. (laughs) There is a reason why. There's a reason why I'm doing this series, shadow work. Shadow work, you know. Now, my faith, as of my faith, I am a Christian, maybe more of a, you know, unorthodox, more mystic Christian, but I'm still, I'm, I'm a deeply spiritual person, but understand that I, uh, that the, the, the religious beliefs that I espouse is Christianity, right? My Christianity, not the same Christianity that the clan worships. So understand that, that too, not, that we're not all the same. All right. Correct. So even though that is, that is the case, there are certain truths. There are universal truths that go across the board for all of us. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Be you Christian and you say you reap what you sow, you, you reap what you sow, or be you Buddhist and you say it's karma, or, or be you say I can't stand any form of religion and you say I'm 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 a pure atheist, I can't stand anything but science. Well, Newton's third law of Sir Isaac Newton, third law of thermo- thermodynamics states for every action is an equal and opposite reaction. Understand that these are universal truths. There are certain truths that you just can't get away from. Mm-hmm. And those of us who are walking on this spiritual journey, this enlightened path, we understand that. You know, Mm -hmm. and so it's about living. Look, there's a difference, again, between merely existing and actually living for life. You can exist and remain in your fears. You can exist in hell. And many of us choose to remain in hell because the mind in its insanity, it would much rather feel safe in what's familiar instead of going over here where you can have much greater because it's unfamiliar. Anything that's unfamiliar to the mind, it runs from. So it's fear that -hmm. causes us to hide our light. But when you decide to face your fear, understand that freedom exists on the other side of the fear of your fears. Understand that your fears have no idea how strong you are. Understand that your mind has no idea how strong you are because you don't know how strong you are. Everything that you know about yourself is based off of everything that has already happened, not based off of everything that also will happen. And like Lao Tzu said, I have to let go of who I am so that I become who I might be. You don't know who the might be is yet. All right. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Uh, preach. Hey. Preach. Hey, I'm hey, not stopping hey, you. Hey, like, all right, hey, I'll stop you. I'll hey, just chill too. Look, welcome, look. welcome to Bald Guys Hour. Hey. How you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, look, look, brother, look. Oh, man, you see, you put you, you, you put two flames in the same building. This, you know what I mean? That's just what's going to happen. You know, that yes. synergy, bro, that synergy, man. And I'm just feeding off of it, like that shadow work, because literally that shadow work that I do and why it's so important. I even have an ebook now on choosing. It's, it's called Choosing to Heal. You know, choosing to heal, doing the shadow work, choosing to heal. And so in this ebook, I'm literally talking about the, the whole subject. The whole topic is about repressed emotions and how we take our pain and we suppress it. But because we decide to not look at it because it's something something bad happened that we don't understand. And that's something that we don't understand. We label that thing shame. And because shame makes us feel so yucky and icky and we can't believe that we were in that space, we put it in this blind spot thinking that it has no impact on you. But if you don't deal with your trauma, then your trauma deals with you. What happens is in this blind spot is that when that trigger happens, you become possessed by that pain. You become consumed with anger. Ergo, I just flash out. You be consumed with depression. Ergo, I don't know why I can't just get out of the bed. I'm in the bed for weeks and months at a time. 
This is how repression impacts you. I mean, certainly there are many other things that that could also play a, a role with it. But when we repress, when we don't deal with our stuff, yes, it deals with us. Remember this: even our indecision is a decision within itself that has a consequence. Okay. Yes. All right, brother, brother, whew, brother, brother. I, I had fun with you, right hey. from. From the get-go, before we even hit record, I was having fun with you and knew this was going to be amazing. So, like, <laughs> like, is that so? You didn't, you don't say. <laughs> is that so? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, so, 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 check this. I won't put the. I'm putting the links down at the bottom, brother. And and man, it is such a pleasure to have you on this show, man. I love when 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 I when those kindred spirits, and that's what I put it out there. Like, I'm not. I put. I put the message out out there. I'm looking for guests to talk about holistic wellness and to really just talk about life in general. And I didn't know who I was going to get, but I wasn't worried about it. And see that also when you were talking about thought words and deeds, you didn't word it like that. But this is what I also teach. You know, I have a, also I have an online course coming out, you know, this month. You just yeah, want the, to see me all the time. I see how the lit fact, you hey, <laughs> brother, brother, I'm, I'm telling you, look, the lit factor is coming out, man. And, and again, the lit factor, how to live in your truth, developing a POA, not a plan of action, but a plan of approach. Because first, you got to understand mm. how to approach life before you decide on anything. Yes. Because you understand that it's taught that. You know, we do a lot of getting throughout the day, right? We got to yes. get up in the morning. We got to get up on time. We got to get our teeth brush. If we have kids, we got to get the kids ready. Then we got to make sure that we got gas in the car. If we got to get gas, we don't get gas. We got to get there on time. Then we got to get the work done and we got to beat these obligations. And then we got to go to lunch and come back, do it again. And then we got to go home or get groceries on the way. With all of this getting, how much understanding or understanding of ourselves have we gotten throughout the day? While we're achieving everybody else's objectives, for our lives, yep. just so that we can maintain our existence because, hey, we got to pay the bills, right? We don't have time for all this doing the shadow work and repressed work and all this other stuff. We got to pay those bills. So while you are tending everybody else's yard and building up everybody else's kingdom, who's tending to yours? Mm-hmm. Who's building up yours? Who is pouring into you the way that you pour into all these other people in their obligations? That's what I'm saying. And it's not about not doing things for others. No, no. But you learn that when you treat yourself the right way, then you truly learn how to treat other folk. Mm-hmm. Then you learn how to connect with the right folk. Then you know how to how to communicate and make things transform because in that space of synergy, things just happen. You know, mm-hmm. just like what's happening right here on this show, you know, yes, sir. But, but you got to have faith. And again, I ain't preaching. I ain't on no, I just ain't no sermon or nothing like that. What I'm saying, the faith that I'm talking about is faith in yourself. Thank you. We, we don't have any faith in ourselves. No we doubt ourselves. And when people, when, when, and that's the reason, let me tell you, okay, now I got to go into spiel real quick. And this is the reason why it's so traumatic to be a preacher's kid is because we have an obsession for idols. We need people to display the perfection that we seek, but believe we will never have. And, and it's true. You never will be perfect, but you are perfect in perfection. The goal is not to be perfect. The goal here is to discover who you are. That's, that's your truth. That's yes. the goal. You yes. know, like you, you, you got to have the right target. Okay. All right. Br- yeah, brother, you talk. You talk to the people, uh, man. Because uh, Harry, wait, you're right. But you know what? Harry, you could Google you right now. Harry Turner. And guess what? Let's say there's 10 of you out there in the United States alone. Guess no what? Uh, you know it? That's my thing. Just because the yellow pages, just because Google, Facebook tells you this, that doesn't mean I'm sitting with Harry, with Harry Turner. I'm you're sitting with Brandon Croucher. I don't give a sure who other people are, because guess what? That moment that you get to connect with people, that's our moment. You and I right away. We came in and both of us. The funniest thing is, do you remember how this started? Yes. We both apologized to one another for different things. <laughs> and both of us came in with this like vulnerability of understanding the other person's side. And that was when I'm like, this dude's not just going to be a good dude. This is going to be great. I want to learn from him. I'm going to listen. And that's the thing is how many people don't actually see themselves, but they're vulnerable and they're picking up everybody else's problems because they can't know their own. That's the thing I have to say is I, I, I live in the vulnerability. It looks like, but the thing is, that's my way of helping everybody else show theirs. I'm, I'm the master of the mirrors. I can literally, bond with so many people but the thing is i know who i am and when i hear see or feel 
in my gut, knowing that something's not right, I know that's the sign from the universe telling me it's not for me. And that's been the hardest thing for me to learn is those boundaries. Life in a vulnerable state needs boundaries. And without boundaries, you're just going to be vulnerable to everybody. So one of the things you'll learn in my course, if you take it, the lit factor is that there is a difference. It's, you know, now, right now, and I, and I understand why you say it, brother, because in the mental health industry, and this is what you get with, with me, the nocturnal therapist in the mental health industry right now, it's, 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 you need boundaries, but I have a different, and I'm not a pole in opposition to that, but for those who uh, struggle with the concept of establishing boundaries, I'd say seek not to establish boundaries, but rather move towards governance because it's what's, it's truly what's needed. You see, my property lines, that distinguishes the boundaries of my yard. But again, my property lines will never stop anybody from allowing their dog to come crap in my yard. They just let me know what yard they crapped on, which just so happens to be mine. But what will stop somebody from crapping on my yard is if I maybe stand out there or maybe put a sign out or maybe take, take the bag and smash it on their front door. I would never do that. But I'm just saying there are oh. things that I could do that would dissuade that from happening again. But that requires governance. So if you have an issue with establishing boundaries, I would say I would I would encourage you to explore the method of nocturnal therapists when it comes down to having governance. And what you'll see is that our entire way of being as Americans are, bi are built on the same principles I'm talking about. That's why we have mm. a federal, state and local government. And it is these governmental agents that does the, the, the governing and the protection and, and is governing certain properties. Why, why do we have boundaries between Louisiana and Texas? It's not to protect ourselves from anything. It's not to keep Louisiana from going out of bounds. It's just to let us know, hey, this is my yard right here. And those government officials say, this is my territory for me to govern. And yes. so for those of us who struggle with establishing boundaries, I would say, just know, acknowledge where your boundaries are. What yard is yours? And then tend to that. And don't let nobody come around there trying to, trying to tend your yard uninvited. You do that yeah. right there and you'll, you'll see 40% of your time freed up. If you just acknowledge what yard is yours and then you choose to be courageous in governing that because you can't sit inside the house if you plan on governing your yard. No, you right. got to step out. And so that, that requires some courage and courage is the ability to move forward in spite of being afraid. So even though you got your fears about being assertive in governing your yard, you do so anyway. Yes, because sir. you don't have, you have not been given a spirit of fear. You can operate in fear and remain lit for life. You know, in any in any decision, we're, we're choosing between love and fear, faith and fear, our truth and fear. And so understand anytime you operate out of fear, even if it's for something, a good reason. You've went, you've went astray. You've went astray. It's not, you went off path, you know, brother. Look, this last I got three minutes and I look at man, three minutes and you, it's all you. I'm done. I'm muting my oh, mic, me? man. It's what do you all want me you. to say? What do you want me to say? Just, man, if you want to tell the people about the product a little bit more, a little bit more if you want, or if you, you know. Why I don't mean, I tell them the goals and the vision? Please, please. Let's do that. Let's do that. Gotcha. Thank you so much. Thank you. So my vision for this is, oh. as, I, as you heard me say, you're good. I'll talk. You could sit here and nod. We'll look like that. Like I was doing. <laughs> like. I want to be able to help us. When I say I believe that together we can change the world, I mean it. But I don't know if many people know what that really means. It means whether you hear about global warming to a vaccine to anxieties to religious purposes, we all share one thing, and that's this earth. And if we burn this up, if we destroy this, guess what? We're not going nowhere. So for me, I want to work with farmers so farmers can grow the hemp absorb the CO2 pollutions, collect the tax benefits that come from absorbing CO2. So just a quick statistic that this is on, uh, this is on the freaking government's website. Just to be honest, the hemp plant absorbs, one hemp plant absorbs three times the amount of CO2 pollution that 10 acres of trees does. That is on the United States government's like pharmaceutical, that pharmaceutical, sorry, farming websites they teach them this and then they don't want us to grow it yeah take a trip take it deep get it so my thing is i want to grow so we absorb those co2s but here's what what is the excuse oh people are going to go and they're going to start stealing the, the the wheat they're going to think it's something that they could steal and go sell fine then let's take the people that are wrongfully convicted in prisons and let's have them be the ones that are going in there and let's have them help them teach us how to grow what they did because they were growing in a lot worse conditions than the sun and earth 
They were growing it in basements. They were out there figuring out how to sell it and why things people, and I mean this for every race, do not think I'm putting one out there, people, because the truth is the way we change the world is drop the effing race in your, in your eyes and start seeing the person, see the heart and know that together is how we actually grow. And I say that as someone who... Uh, I feel like it's the Oscars. I'm being pulled off stage. I talk too much. <laughs> but the truth is, that's just phase one for me. I want to be able to create these things that open doors where when I go to my next level, I'm not mm -hmm. just taking people with me like you. I'm not just taking everybody else. I want to go to that next level where when we evolve, we grow, we keep getting better, seeing the future together. We're not seeing the future as us versus them. Yes, because as long as we remain divided like that, what that truly represents is a projection of being divided within oneself and a house divided cannot stand. And that's why we suffer so much. We're so divided and the, the physical is no more than a manifestation of the spiritual. And so understand that this division that we have, it truly is a reflection of this division that we have within ourselves because we haven't fully grabbed hold of that full truth of ourselves. And when I say full truth, I mean real truth. Not that it's true that I enjoy wearing teal. That is true for me in this place of isness, you know, in my human experience. But what also is true for me is that I have this heart, the desire that I want to build this uh, the, the biggest meditation center and provide the best type of holistic mm -hmm. services on this side of the country, you know, period or that. in the country, period. You know, I want to I want to be a philanthropist where I go out and I'm just handing money out to different business owners because it's not that we don't have the brilliance is that the people that have the brilliance oftentimes are not given the opportunities. And so since they have no support, they have no legs for their table to stand on. And and I understand that because I'm getting it from the mud myself. You know, everything I'm doing right now costs me. You know, what I mean, I haven't I haven't gotten any residuals yet, you know, but what's fuels me is this passion. I told my my clients, you know, in, in my therapy practice that if the day the day that that I begin, that that the residuals start to roll in, y'all don't have to worry about co-pays or nothing else anymore, because this is what I love to do. Y'all would get this for free. And I mean that from the heart, because I want to see people mm. whole. I want mm. to see people lit up and living in their truth, because that is the only way to truly experience life and the fullness of life. I don't want you to continue to see black and white. There's so no. many more colors. There's so many more colors under the sun, you know? Take the glasses off and see everything. You see mm. those glasses they have nowadays for people that are colorblind and they put them on and then they start crying and they have all these TikToks mm -hmm. and YouTube videos about it. How about we do that in our hearts? Take your glasses off, put on the glasses that see everybody. And Look, I got to say this real quick because the time I'm looking at the time. I know you got to get on Clubhouse. I got to go find you on Clubhouse. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I, and I got to remember what my name is. I, I'm pretty sure it's the nocturnal therapist on it, but I, I <laughs> look, <laughs> I'm new to it. I'm new to it, man. Me too. Just so you know, don't ask me anything there. <laughs> my brother said we came in here. We both were vulnerable. We both thought that, that we were holding each other up, you know, and yep. me as a host, I'm thinking as a host, him as a guest, he was like, Oh, I just look, you know, the normal human that we think about, right? That doesn't yes, really sir. matter at all. Just, just the mind judging itself, right? Us judging ourselves, right? And so we had this vulnerable moment that even though we could have projected, right? You know, and, and that's what you do whenever you're you're insecure and you know you don't want to you want to look perfect. You project onto other people. Well, you know, I don't know what was going on on your end, you know, but I've been ready, you know, and you did this and that. And people come up with excuses, right? But we were vulnerable to. Two people who are vulnerable to each other and we both have love in our heart. The problem that I find, and this is even though vulnerability is an, an essential ingredient to being authentic. The problem yes, is, is that many people don't feel safe enough because we're so cruel to each other. There is so much cruelty out there in the world. And if you if you don't believe me, all I want you to do is look in the mirror for five minutes. Mm. Write down whatever thoughts you have about yourself. Look in the mirror for five minutes. Write down whatever. That's that cruelty I'm talking about. That's why I can't be vulnerable with you. How can I trust you with me if I can't trust you with you? Yes. Yes. Preach. I need that button that cheers. Preach. I, look, I, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean, it. bro. I'm done. I'm done. I'm I'm seriously yeah. done, man. I'm in. And I got to go on Clubhouse, brother. I got to go on Clubhouse. But look, man. Just brother, get look. live there. We'll both keep going. I'll just keep going with you. <laughs> Hey, there's a way to set that up and I'm going to figure that out. Like, that's one of the things I'm going to end up automating because that would be great because that's what they were saying. I was like, have your shows on Clubhouse too. That way you just, and then that's more, you know, that's more people hearing us. And and so, yeah. 
and know this. Okay, so I want to say this. I'm going to give you the last word, but I want to say this real quick. I'm definitely having you back on the show and, and it'll probably be real soon because I want my brother. This is this is something CBD and, and hemp. And he, this is something that my brother has been teaching our family about. Like he really has a natural like liking to it. And so I would love for us three to have a dialogue on the show. Well, it wouldn't be a dialogue then. Hey, would it be a dialogue? It's still a dialogue. More. What is yeah. it like? I wanted to say tripod, but it's not. I watched too many movies. It's dialogue, a dialogue. <laughs> You know about. <laughs> about I want to know how tripods connect to movies really quick. I'm sorry, I got to stop you there for a second. The girl next door. Do you, have you seen the girl next door? Okay, good. I was like, I don't need to know about your creepiness. Don't tell me that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, no. the girl next door. Great movie. Got the it. tripod. Yeah, that's yeah. it. It's all of a sudden popped in my head. I don't, but anyway, we're going to get on in and have this dialogue, brother. And also, yes, I know that that with what. I just know that your your energy and your feel, you know, not on a surface level energy, the upbeatness and 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 personableness that most people would, would be drawn to, but deeper, much deeper, your deeper roots represent a kindred, a kindred energy. And so since I sense that in you, I definitely want to stay connected so that we can continue to do our do our thing. See, this is what people and this is another thing people don't know is that when you find two people on the same energy, evenly yoked, when you give, you don't lose. When you share, you don't lose. What happens in the sharing is that now you have a partner who can reciprocate. And so you build one another up. Yes, the energy sir. begins to magnify and it becomes amplified the more that you do that. And so then it benefits you to share in that space. Too many of y'all have been full trying to share. In it. You know what? That's another time for another. Brother, you get the last word. Get the last words so on getting clubhouse, man. You got it. And we're going to do this again, man. Like, seriously, I'm going to get up with you real soon. You got it. I love that. I love that. For real, Harry. Thank you. My last word is, Harry, you said Louisiana and Texas. Which one are you in? So I know which way I'm going to go with my last word. Louisiana, Baton Rouge. Her, oh, I love Baton Rouge. LSU, Great. go Tigers. Uh, see, I, you're going to hate me. Wait, you're right. ready to hate, I'm Ohio State. I'm sorry. Hey. But that's, you know what? I understand why people hate Ohio State. I've been places. Those fans can be such a-holes. They are the worst representation of fans. And I'm sitting here going, I don't want to call myself that. So I rebuttal that with, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. So now you know 30 <laughs> years of crap. I get to be excited this year with my team. My last word is going to be this, is crabs. Have you ever heard the bucket of crab story? So you have a bucket yes. of crabs, and the one, one crab keeps trying to crawl and get out. They all want to get out, but the one crawls and he can start to see the light. And he's about to get out, but then all the other crabs want to go with him and he keeps being pulled back down. Then it goes back up and climbs again. He can see the light. He's about to get out, but all the other crabs want to go. And he doesn't understand that he has to go to the light mm. before the rest of them can follow. Mm. And the thing is, I th I've heard that in life many times. Mm. So realize how much you are doing. And if you're climbing to the top, of your bucket with all the other crabs, don't look back and let them pull you back down when mm. you can see the light. Keep going forwards. Mm -hmm. Andy Dufresne, that's all I'm gonna say. My favorite, like one of my favorite movies, Shawshank Redemption. It's when you leave, because we've been in the dark, me, me and my brethren, no one can connect with me on this level if you hadn't experienced some true darkness in your life, period. And you, when you climb through that mile of, of, of feces and urine, like Andy Dufresne did in Shawshank Redemption, and you get out on the other side and you extend your arms as the rain cleans all of that crap or your body, all you can feel and sense is this, this fullness of this experience called freedom. Freedom, freedom, being lit for life. That's the only way to be free, being authentic, living through your truth and your truth, your truth, not what you have inherited based off of other people's fears, but right. what is inherent to you? What has always been there, but you've been afraid to let out. Mm. That's the only truth. To, that's the only true path to your power. Live in your truth and be lit for life. Then that's I got to end it with that one right there. Brethren. Look, can you can you please come back on the show? Absolutely. Oh, I'll make you a trade. I'll make you a deal. Yes, do it. I will come back to yours, but I'm going to have Fernando, the one that inter that got you and I in touch. He runs my books. I want you to come on my morning show because if you start your day with a shot of Java and a little bit of delight, guess what? You're going to be able to get through the whole day giving positive vibes to everybody. So you have to come give me that out to everybody one day on my show. Will that be fair? You give me the earliest dates that you have and I'm there. The end. You got it.
Not my a problem. Word, my word. My word. So look, hey. hey, but sit backstage for just a second and, yes, and let me let me do my thing real quick. All right. Hey, Brandon Croucher, y'all, staying lit. All right. Hey, y'all, I hope y'all enjoyed that. I did not expect it to be, well, I had no expectations because the expectation is the greatest source of frustration. You also hear about that in my course, The Lit Factor. But I had no expectations on, on, on how this would go. All I trust is that the universe is always conspiring in my favor. And you see what happens when you have that faith, not only faith in that the universe is, is conspiring in my favor, but faith that I'm ready to receive what it is that I desire from the universe. You see, I had to align my aura, my energetic field with the desire that I have, the desires for the experiences I had for my life. And so y'all just witnessed one of those things that I desired to form authentic connections with those who are unapologetically authentic, already doing the work, did the work and continuing to do the work, living in their truth and on that same mission of assisting others and developing that audacity to live unapologetically authentic. He may say it a different way. You know, he may be giving y'all a different a different brand, but trust the brand may look different, but the mission is still the same. When you tie your intentions, your values based intentions to your mission and then you tie your mission to your motivation, then you have endless fuel to remain lit. That's that true internal flame. That's that inner phoenix I'm talking about. All right, y'all, I got to go to Clubhouse. But all I want to say is thank y'all for being on episode two of season two of Is That So? And it's been a zanger, y'all. I'm out. Stay lit. Do you tell your time what to do, or does your time tell you what to do? Are you living, or are you merely existing? Are you constantly reacting, or are you responding to life? Mixed beliefs create confusion, and confusion creates a life of stagnation. Desire change? Visit www.becomeanoutlier.com slash about. That is www.becomeanoutlier, becomeanoutlier.com slash about, A-B-O-U-T, to start your journey. Stay tuned for more episodes and keep listening to the nocturnal therapist himself, Harry Turner.